If I love somebody and they're hungry, I feed them and I give them something to eat. Somebody breaks down on the road and they need help, I stop and help them because there's love. You see? So therefore, God's love acts and reveals Him to be what? Love for you and for me. And that comes through Jesus Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's message continues our series celebrating God's matchless love, and it's a pleasure to be with you. If your devotion to the Lord has cooled, or if you've never truly walked in saving faith with Him, you'll see that He desires to bring redemption and renewal to your life. Today's lesson is God's greatest love. Let's join Raul Reese as he begins our teaching. If you have your Bibles this evening, turn with me to the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Tonight we're going to be studying probably one of the greatest verses in the Bible about God's great love that He has for men. And the reason is because Jesus reveals His great love that He has toward every person in this world. Can you imagine just for a moment how much God really, truly loves you? When you think of the love of God, think of a father's love for his child, or a mother's love for her daughter, or a brother and sister love for each other. But God's love is so divine. And God demonstrated this love by sending His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. When you think of all eternity and you think of God, in Genesis 1-1 it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And when you think of all eternity, out of all eternity, God one day stood before the sun and said, Son, you're going to have to go down to this little world and you're going to have to die for their sins. But can you imagine how the Father must have felt 33 years later? When Jesus Christ went to the cross and he had to die on the cross, not natural death, but he would have to be prosecuted. He would have to be judged. He would have to be beaten and scourged. And then they would take him and put nails in his hands and his feet and they would crucify him. And then he, instead of retaliating, He called to the Father and He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And then the Bible says that He gave up the ghost. And when they came to break His legs, they actually took a spear because He was already dead. And they pierced His side. And when they pierced His side, the spear went into the sack of the heart where the water and the blood and water began to drip out. And the Bible says, physically speaking, doctorally they said that He died of a broken heart. A broken heart. Because he came to give. And yet he was rejected. So this is a pretty incredible scripture. That is given to each one of us individually. 
In John 3.16 again he says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now notice that in the verse, there's a break. That this love is assured to anyone and everyone whoever believes in Him. Believing the act of faith. You would not perish, but have everlasting life. So the fact that He gives to us tonight is the fact that God so loved the world. Loved the world so much that He was willing to give His only begotten Son to die for us. The idea that God loves the world here is not really a new idea. The Jews believe God's love. And they believe that God loved the religious, that is, the only true Jew. But that He did not love the Gentiles. That's how the Jews perceived the Lord Jesus Christ. They thought that God only loved Jews and He hated Gentiles. And yet, at the same time, and the same thoughts are held by many in every generation, when you think of the love of God, especially by the religionists. The fact that God truly loves is shocking to so many people. And yet, some wonder and others question how God could possibly love the vile person, the murderer, the immoral person, the wife beater, the child abuser, the child molester, the prostitute, the thief, the alcoholic, the street person, the oppressor, the enslaver, the bitter and vengeful person. And yet God loves every one of those people. God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And so to me it's pretty amazing what Jesus is saying here. Because God loves every man, not just the religious and the good person. There is not one good, the Bible says. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He does not love only the people who love Him. He loves everyone, even the unlovely and the unloving, the unbelieving, the obstinate, the selfish, the greedy, the spiteful and vengeful people. But God's love is divine. Divine when He gives to us. As a matter of fact, in John 10, 16, Jesus says, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Jesus was literally speaking of the Gentiles. How one day, not only Jesus had come for the Jew, but the Jew would reject him, and then the love of God would be poured out upon every Gentile person. And they would have to make a choice to receive Him or to reject Him. Then again in Romans 10, 12, 13, He says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then again in 1 Timothy 2, 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And then Second Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. Some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Secondly, 
The basis of God's love is His nature. His nature. God is love, therefore He loves. He acts and demonstrates His love by showing it to us. And how does He show it? By sending His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. That's how He demonstrated His love. I wonder how many of us would give our lives for somebody else. Yet there are people that would do that. Because of the love that they have for that person. And yet, in Romans 5, he says, But God commended His love towards us, and that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Then again in 1 John 4, 8, 16, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. So there are people that say, I love God, but they hate their neighbor. How can the love of God dwell in you then? If you don't love your neighbor, if you don't love your son, or your daughter, or your friend, or you don't love your enemy, then how can you say you love God? It's an impossibility. Because God is love. And love covers a multitude of sins. There's no possible way when there's true love in a person's life that there's going to be hatefulness. Or there's going to be prejudice. Or anything else. Because God demonstrated His love. That He gave everyone that opportunity to come to Him and present that love that He gives to each person individually. Thirdly, not only the basis of God's love in His nature, but thirdly, love acts and expresses itself. Love does not sit still doing nothing. It's an action, you see. You just can't say words, well, I love you. No, show me, demonstrate how much you love me. Now, sometimes when guys are selfish... Even girls can be selfish and say, well, if you really love me, demonstrate it by you going to bed with me. Well, that's not love. Not real love. What they're literally saying, because there are three words for love. The word eros, phileo, and agape. And there's a fourth. It's called storkio in Greek. Storkio is a family love. Where I love my family. My family loves me. But then the word that he uses, first of all, where the word is eros love, is a physical love. That is a selfish love. It's not divine. It's not pure. It's only what I can get for myself to satisfy self. You see, it's not sacrificial. If love actually exists, it has to act and express itself. And it has to do something good to demonstrate it, not something evil. Loving, that is not hating, and not being prejudiced, and not being resentful. Love is always demonstrating love to other people. Not by just words, but by actions. If I love somebody and they're hungry, I feed them, and I give them something to eat, you see. Somebody breaks down on the road and they need help. I stop and help them because there's love. You see? This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'd like to remind you that we're here to refresh your spirit with God's life-changing truth. 
Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. For Straight Talk with Rawl, visit his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's return to more of today's lesson, God's Greatest Love. So therefore, God's love acts and reveals Him to be what? Love for you and for me. And that comes through Jesus Christ. God wants men to know His love, and He wants to reach everyone in the world with His love. The Chinese, the Russians, the Europeans, South Americans, the Mexicans, the Americans, everybody, Canadians, everybody. God so loved the world, that's everybody, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Second point is that God is love, and there's an evidence of God's love. God gave, what's the evidence? God gave His only begotten Son. The evidence is God giving His Son. God demonstrated His love in the most perfect way possible. He gave His only begotten Son into the world. Imagine if you have a child or a grandchild, or a niece, or a nephew, or a brother or sister, or mother or father, that you love so much. Would you be willing to give that person up, to demonstrate your love? I don't think so. But God did. God did. Demonstrated by giving His Son. That's love. It takes risk, it takes sacrifice to love somebody. But when you really don't love, you really don't care for that person. You see? And I believe there's a lot of times that people say, Well, I love you, but it's only a word. There's really no action to those words. And you have to demonstrate it. That you really love that person. Or you really love God. Therefore, God not only loves, but He also loves. He loves to perfection. He loves to be intimate degree which is completeness. Whatever the ultimate degree and the perfect act and expression of love is, God shows it through His Son, Jesus Christ. Constantly demonstrating it. Without question, the greatest act of love is a sacrifice of a man's own life. Therefore, God sacrificed the life of His own dear Son to save sinful men. Imagine that. To save sinful men. And you know what? That's written in John 15, 13. Greater love had no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends. Imagine that. Jesus Christ calls us his friends. He laid down his life for you and for me. The word that is used here for gave, God gave is edokin in Greek. It's a twofold meaning. Number one, God gave His Son to the world and gave His Son to die. The idea of sacrifice of great cost in both acts, it cost God dearly to give His Son up to the world and up to the cross. To the cross. That's how He demonstrated it. The cross was the instrument of death. Death. That's why Paul the Apostle says that if you really love God, you're going to what? You're going to crucify your flesh. You're going to reckon the old man to be dead. You're going to put your flesh to death by crucifying it. You see? 
Jesus Christ was put on a cross, demonstrating the love that He had for the world. And yet He gave up His Son to be separated from Him. Can you imagine being separated from the Father? Allowing Jesus to leave His presence, to leave His glory, to leave worship, to leave honor, and to leave heaven. To come down here to this little ugly world to die for you and for me. Leaving all eternity to come down here and demonstrate His love for you and I to go to the cross and to be ridiculed, to be mocked, to be spit upon, to be beaten, and then to be nailed to a cross and then to die on the cross. That's true love. The love of God that He has for each one of us individually. Now a most glorious evidence of God's love is that God took the initiative to save men. He took the initiative to save you and to save me. Men did not seek to be saved by Jesus Christ. Men rebelled against God. And yet God was faithful, His Son pursuing, seeking to find those that are lost. God sought to save you and to save me. God gave His Son so that we might be forgiven and saved. Or we would become guiltless. Free from sin. God is not angry or unloving or unforgiving. God does not hate men. He's not prejudiced. He's not against men. But He wants everyone and anyone that repents. They were seeking Jesus Christ to come to Him. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord had appeared of all unto me, saying, Yes, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Imagine that. He draws us by the courts of love. God even planned to give His Son throughout all eternity. Imagine that. In Acts 2.23-24, He said Him, being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God had raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. God gave him the power to rise because Jesus was God. So everything that Jesus Christ did, what did he do? He demonstrated. And he continues to demonstrate his love and His grace and His mercy to every one of us here. And so when we think of God's love, let's think also of God's salvation. There is the purpose of God's love. And that is what? To save men. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That here it is, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That brings up a good point. Because I was talking the other day to a Catholic, and I talked to Jehovah Witnesses and Mormons too. But it seems that there's a lot of Catholics in their own heart, in their own mind, believe that if they, you know, love Mary, Mary can get them to Jesus, and Jesus can get them to the Father. It doesn't work like that. We don't need anybody to intervene for us. We don't need a mediator between us. The only mediator that we need is Jesus Christ. He's the only one. 
In the scripture it says what? That whosoever believes in Mary. No, it doesn't say that. That whoever believes in Moroni. No. That whoever believes on the Pope. No. You see, whoever believes in what? In Him. Who's Him? Jesus Christ. Notice, should not perish, but have everlasting life. The purpose is to save, not to destroy. God never ever stops loving. Why? Because He loves men that are perishing. He wants to save them. He wants to give them eternal life. That is the heart of God. In John 1.4 he says, In Him, in Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. In John 10.10 he says, The thief Satan does not come except to steal, to kill, to destroy. But I, Jesus, he says, have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. John 17.2 As you have given Him, Jesus, authority over all flesh, that He should give eternal life to as many as you have given Him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Show that to Catholics. Show that to the Mormons. Show that to the Jehovah Witnesses. No one will ever, ever be in heaven if you don't come to Jesus Christ, period. No way. I don't care what you do. I don't care how many years you're a member of the church. I don't care how many offerings you've given to God. If you can pray, and you can give, and go through all the motions, but if you don't think that you have to come through the bridge builder, which is Jesus Christ, then the love of God is not in you. Why? Because God is love. And His love is demonstrated through who? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. He came to save the sinner. To save men through belief. This fact says that salvation is what? Conditional. Yes, by faith in Jesus Christ. If you don't have faith in you can be saved. You either receive Him or you reject Him. If you've never fully committed your life to the Lord, or if you've strayed from Him but want to return, we hope today's lesson has motivated you to seek that fresh start. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review the message you've heard today, call us at 800-634-9165, and we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. When you get in touch with us, ask for Raul's teaching titled, God's Greatest Love. To help you better understand the magnitude of God's unconditional mercy, we'd like to tell you about this entire love series. All 25 messages have been conveniently compiled to a USB drive so that you can meditate on the greatness of God's heart anytime, anywhere. Get in touch with us to order Rawls' 25 Lesson Love Series. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your MP3 thumb drive for a gift of $25 or more. The number again is 800-634-9165. Our mailing address, if you'd like to order that way, is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
We've taken advantage of the latest technology to bring you a virtual library of resources that you can take with you anywhere. And best of all, it's free. It's our Somebody Loves You app that features Bible studies that cover an assortment of topics and a daily Bible reading plan to keep you on track reading through God's Word. If you'd like to browse even more resources, there's also a link to our online store. Download the free app today when you visit somebodylovesyou.com and click on the mobile app link at the top of the page. Thank you for partnering with us and sharing the gospel through these programs. Every gift is tax-deductible. Join us next time for the conclusion of this love series. Your heart will be filled with more assurance that the God of the universe sees you, loves you, and has gone to astounding lengths for you to enjoy a relationship with Him. Here's Roll now with a final thought from today's message. And yet again, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Might be saved. You see? And how does that happen? Well, you need to realize first of all, and recognize that you have sinned against God, and sin has separated you between you and your God. Secondly, you need to repent. That is, admit that you have done wrong against God, and then confess your sins to Him, and He will forgive you, and He will cleanse you, and He will wash you by His blood, and He'll take every one of your sins, and He'll cast them as far as to the east and the west, bury them in the deepest part of the ocean, and remember them never, ever again. And then He'll give you eternal life, and He'll write your name in the book of life. Why? Because God is love. I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.